4: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is The Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on vSend.
5: I can guarantee if you had St. Peter's advancing in your office pool, you're killing it. Jersey City, stand up, Michael Lombardi. How about that? St. Peter's. Everybody had St. Peter's going to the Elite Eight. What's happening?
6: I, 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 you know, it's funny. I don't know. How, there can't be. There cannot be a, any bracket in the world. I mean, you know how always there's one bracket. That's right. There can't be one. That's no, right. There's no. Chance. I mean, there just can't be one that's even in the 90 percentile. I would find that hard to imagine. But what a great game! What a well. You know, for for all of us, I think the, the tournament, the number next to the team makes the tournament so compelling. You know, if there were no numbers next to him, it wouldn't be as. And to see the, that Hickory High has now transformed itself into uh, St. Peter's, you know, that story of the magic, capturing the moment magically like St. Peter's has, is just fun to watch. It's remarkable. And look, the, you know, for all the talk about the Big Ten and, and their dominance, St. Peter's was the tougher team. I mean, St. Peter's wore them down. St. Peter's did exactly what they needed to do in the game. And some of the best players for, let's face it, Purdue's best players didn't show. I mean, you know, just call a spade a spade. Eddie didn't show up. I mean, I don't know what he was thinking about, you know, and and for a guy that big and to have that much talent to to only play 16 minutes when he wasn't really in foul trouble is kind of remarkable.
5: It's beyond remarkable. Purdue never led by more than six uh, uh, during the game. And look, look, St. Peter's, the Peacocks, it also happened on National Peacock Day, nonetheless. I mean, it was just like everything's everything's coming up. <laughs> we peacocks. should have known that.
6: I mean, I mean, taking the 12 and a half was nice, but, I mean, we should have known outright winning, taking the money line. I mean, gosh darn. What was that money line, Patrick? I mean, what was that bad boy? I mean, that had to be raking in six some to cash one. on that at 12 bucks, and a half
5: point. Yeah, yeah, six to one. Wow. So you would have won Mm, some cash, man. So there it is. You see 67-64, the Peacocks, the pride of Jersey City, a little tiny commuter school. It's a tiny school. It's a small team, but big hearts, of course. Now, it's interesting with the coach in Holloway. He keeps on talking about people doubting him. Yeah, of course they doubt you. You you finished second in the Metro Atlantic. (laughs) Nobody's heard of you. Of course they're going to doubt you. Playing us against the – Well, you wouldn't even have made the – no, they
6: wouldn't have. I mean, made he board. wouldn't even have made the tournament. If, of course not. If Iona doesn't lose the tournament, if 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 Iona would have gotten a legitimate bid from winning the conference, you know, they would have not made it. But the tournament allowed them to get in, and credit for them to get in. I mean, you know, credit that. <laughs> it's You got to give them. I mean, props. But I mean, they've lost. But this team lost twice to Iona, and they lost twice to Siena. and here they are taking down power powerhouses, Purdue, you know, Kentucky. I mean, it's just remarkable.
5: Yeah, I, I can't get over the coach being like, "You're going to continue to doubt us? Yes, yes, we actually. What's well, just got to be? He's. I mean, I
6: mean, he's got to use that theme. I mean, that's what's driving the. That's what's driving the train. I mean, it's really, it's it's working too. It's great. No, you it's know, great. Nobody's taking. Nobody's going to take him lightly from this. I mean, I I don't think Purdue took him lightly. I really don't. I mean, North Carolina is certainly not going to take them lightly. I mean, let's be honest here now. We've got eight teams left, right? The, the elite eight. These are the best eight teams in college basketball through the tourney. We talked all year about ACC not being a great conference this year. They got three of the top eight teams in the, in, in the tournament.
5: Yep, it's incredible. Miami, they of course, three moves of the on as, top. as well. Yeah. The, big,
6: the Big 12 has won. You know, the Big East has won you know the southeast conference has one the american conference has one i mean let's let's be clear here i mean the acc you know for what all we wanted to talk about you know being a down year they they sending 3 to the elite 8
5: jersey city's st peters they had 493 fans show up at the opener against long island university <laughs> they're in the elite 8 the blackbirds they just knocked off kentucky the peacocks playing the back yeah, I
6: mean, could you imagine the Peacocks playing the Blackbirds? Could there be a better game? I mean, seriously, the Long Island Blackbirds facing the St. Saint, Saint Peter's Peacocks. I mean, two bad mascots. I mean, really, it's the bad mascot game.
5: 493 fans showed up at the opener. They beat Kentucky. Kentucky at Rupp Arena can get 24,000. They just beat Purdue, obviously, a Big Ten school. It's incredible what they're doing. Murray State had won like 27 straight games coming into the matchup against the Peacocks. You know, it's also interesting. They're 93 miles outside of Philly. This was played at Wells Fargo. And also, almost 30 years to the day, Christian later hitting that turnaround jumper against Kentucky in Philadelphia. So everything's coming up St. Peter's yeah. right now. It's, the stars are aligning yeah.
6: no doubt and you know they've got to play a North Carolina team with a lot of love I mean love hitting those shots at the end of the game you know to to take over UCLA playing great down the stretch the last five minutes of that game to me this will be another challenge for for St Peters on Sunday at five I mean you know I don't I don't know if they can do it North Carolina's playing their best ball of the season there's no doubt. Don't underestimate the St. Peter's team. I mean, their their resiliency, their ability, they were so mismatched with size. I mean, I was so disappointed in Purdue. Eddie, like I, you can't be that big and not do something. I mean, these kids were he, – he had them – I mean, the first dunk of the game, he, he barely had to jump off, the, off his, off his yeah. uh, <laughs> legs to get it in the rim. I mean, I was thinking he's going to have 40. If you'd have told me the over-under on his point total was going to be 20, I'd have bet the over immediately at that point.
5: He's seven 4 Travion Williams is a big Jaden ivy's a top five pick coming up this spring in the draft and they just got knocked off by a team called St. Peter's in the 15 seed first 15 seed ever to advance the elite eight Michael we talked about it over and over uh, three had gotten to the sweet 16 including St. Peter's Oral Roberts last year bounced Florida Gulf Coast that was a great story in 2015 but the story uh, this year is St. Peter's there's nothing else to it and Holloway who's going to take the job I'm guessing he's going to get that seat and hall job as soon as they finish up the tournament.
6: Uh, you know, I don't know why. I don't know why he had to settle for that. I'm, I mean, to me, he he should the way he's coached. I mean, here's the other thing that I thought was fascinating in the game. He he went nine deep on his bench. I mean, usually St. Peter's does an, a team like St. Peter's, a 15 seed. Do they have nine players that you could actually put in the game and get away with it? You know, I mean, most teams. I mean, we saw Baylor all year. As great as Baylor was, they were playing seven guys. They went nine deep. They went nine deep. I mean, Murray, the, Murray came off the bench and played, got 10 minutes in there. I mean, that's significant in a, in a game where it's a 40-minute game. He played one quarter of the game, you know? And like all these games, the fourth quarter, the team that can win the fourth quarter, St. Peter scores 28 points in the final five minutes of the game, basically. You know, when you break it down into quarters, you know, they scored 28 in, in the, in the, in the, in the, at the end of the first half to start the second half. They only scored 25, I mean, they got stronger as the game went on, and it's a credit to Holloway. I was really impressed with his coaching. I thought the game was going to get away from him sometimes, but it
5: never did. It never got away, and if you're going nine deep, you're either a deep team or you're not top-heavy at all, and that's just – it's a team. St. Peter's are a great team. Think about Gonzaga, who essentially – Gonzaga, pardon me, the Zags, who essentially played five. Uh, St. Peter's is going eight, nine deep. It's incredible. They're going to be taking on North Carolina coming up tomorrow, Michael. 505. You want to take a shot at the number? I don't know if you've looked yet.
6: I haven't looked at any of the numbers. Uh, I'm going to say North Carolina is a five-point favorite against them. I think that the twelve and a halfs are going to be gone in this matchup. I think now the book's going to respect. The book is going to understand the public wants to bet St. Peter's. So I'm going to say the line is somewhere between five and six, just because they're going to get some action on St. Peter's.
5: Well, you're right. It's not as it's not a it's not a twelve like we saw twelve and a half close to thirteen at some books against Purdue, but it is eight. Opened eight. I see sir. America went to eight-and-a-half, but most books are sitting on eight. St. Peter's, North Carolina, obviously North Carolina favored here.
6: No doubt. I mean, look, North Carolina did exactly what they have been able to do lately. I mean, another team that dominated the last five – minutes. they held UCLA to 12 points over the last five minutes of the game. And Love, who played the entire game, talking about no – I mean, here we're talking about St. Peter's playing nine. North Carolina, in their game against UCLA, went seven. And, and Puff Johnson played 11 minutes, and Styles only played five. So we're talking about, really, they played five players for most of the game. Five players. I mean, UCLA played, really, they played eight, and their bench barely got any minutes. Bur- they played nine, excuse me, and their bench barely got any minutes. But Love played the entire game, start to finish. Black played everything but a minute. Manic played everything but two minutes, and Love makes those two great shots, those three-pointers at the end of the game that really propel them. I mean, it was fabulous. Wonderful job by North Carolina, and they wore down UCLA. They outscored them the last five minutes, 22-12. to 12.
5: Yep. North Carolina closed two-and-a-half point dog. You mentioned Caleb Love, who had 30 in the game, 27 in the second half. He hit the game-tying and go-ahead three-pointer late, 37 seconds apart late in the game. Also hit a pair of free throws, which was huge for the kid. And listen, this UCLA UCLA was a great game. UCLA was up what they were up three with two to play. So North Carolina shows a little metal here Michael coming back and they rode that 12. Uh, I think they outscored UCLA down the stretch 12 to 2 and, and close out the game It was incredible It was a tremendous game.
6: It really was and what made the game so much fun to watch for me was the fact that UCLA which we know was not a great three point shooting team they went they, they were in the game they they attempted 14 right. And we know UCLA lives inside the three-point line. And what what happened was, to me, what made the game unique is North Carolina only committed nine fouls in the game. So UCLA only went to the free-throw line eight times in the game. They got no points from the line. For a team, when you're shooting a lot of twos, right, you should be going to the line a lot more because you're kind of closer to the basket inside – and I thought North Carolina was really good at being able to not foul their opponent, UCLA, and allowing them to have some easy throws, which Purdue did. Purdue, at the end of that game in the first half, they fouled, you know, they were fou- they, they made a couple of mistakes and sent them to the line, which really helped St. Peter's offense out quite a bit, because I don't think if St. Peter's would have gotten to the line late in the game like they did, and, and Eddard didn't have to make those free throws, or, or uh, you, you know, or Banks, or any of those kids, I mean, it would have been a little different of a story.
5: Got to hit your free throws in the tournament. I mean, the they, tournament. We'll you, I mean about think it. about it.
6: St. Pe- Peter's was 19 for 21 from the free throw line. Yeah, it's incredible. It's time to download Nevada's. And, and, and Purdue, which is the more. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's am no. more physical team. No, totally. and they only went. They only went there 15 times. I mean, the size Go advantage
5: ahead. was glaring. Aesthetically, you could just see it. It was, uh, it, you know, Eddie's 7'4". Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. Download it, whatever your sport, whatever your style. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older. 1-800-522-4700. We're back. Lombardi line.
4: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You're listening to The Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi... Once again, here's Patrick Maher.
5: All right, it's Express Bet. First bet. Get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas 1000. Get 10 bucks instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit slash horses for details. Use that bonus code Vegas 1000. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey, not too far from Jersey City. St. Peter's, of course. <laughs> that is uh, an incredible story. Uh, by the it Elsewhere really elsewhere yesterday, Michael, Providence and Kansas. So uh, the well, market started to show Providence a little love closer to tip. A couple of books closed 6.5. Most books closed 7 off the yep. 7.5 opener. We talked about the disrespect for the Friars. Uh, and the disrespect seemed warranted in the first half. They scored 17 points. It was – They earned it
6: in the first half. There's no doubt. They earned it in the first half. But the second half they came out and they couldn't miss, right? So, I I think ultimately, you know, they got themselves back in the game. And give Kansas some credit here. You know, they went on that 7-0 run when the score was tied – and they were able to do the things that Kansas is so talented to do and and they took the game over and and they were able to win it i mean providence scored 17 points in the first first half and in the just in the first 10 minutes of the third of the second half they scored 20 and then they were able to get themselves going. But they kind of dug themselves too deep of a hole. And I, and I think ultimately it cost them. And credit Kansas for hanging in there. I mean, Kansas is resilient. I thought Braun was really the difference in the game. I thought he was spectacular in a couple situations where he was I'm, – I'm sorry, Wilson. Wilson was spectacular in the game in terms of wanting to take the game over. Remy Martin obviously led the team in scoring. But I thought Wilson, when they needed to get to the basket, he was the guy that did it.
5: Yeah, and you mentioned Remy Martin, who had twenty-three. He's he was great in the last game. Remy Martin's small, diminutive, but tremendous. And what's fascinating is they beat Providence with Abaji, who's the Big 12 player of the year, and McCormick, their two best players on paper, going what, a combined four of thirteen. Abaji had five yeah. points. I mean, he's he's yeah. legitimately in a slump right now.
6: He does not look good. I mean, he does not I mean, I remember watching him about a month ago and I'm like, wow, this guy's spectacular. And, and I mean, other than the sensational alley-oop dunk that he had, that was really great. I mean, you, there was nothing that you saw in that game that were like, "Oh my God, you know, this is this is really good." You know, he missed all, all, every one of his three throws. I mean, the, the, Providence held Kansas for two of fourteen from the three-point line. You know, unfortunately, Kansas, unfortunately, Providence was four for twenty-three themselves.
5: Yeah, and again, Ed Cooley's team, they battled in the second half. It was fast. When they go up, they went up one, as you mentioned, and then Kansas goes on that 7 nothing run. Uh, it looked like Providence was going to come back and beat them. I thought they were going to beat them. It really did. Yeah. I totally agree with you. So
6: at, at the end of the game, that seven six and a half was so in, in balance when you were watching the end of that game, wasn't it? I mean, you're well, sitting there you, thinking,
5: think, you think a half a point matters? I mean, you're watching yeah. that game, and it's a, it turns into a free throw game at that point. They do cover. I, I mean, most yeah. of us had Providence here. I, you know, I talked to a great listener from Boston yesterday, big time Lombardi line fan, and he said he came and bet it here at the South Point. Wanted to stop by and say hi, but a couple of books that he was at had at six and a half and he came and betted at seven and I was like a proud parent I was like wiping yeah, my eyes I'm like you, you're shopping for the best number that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing because it matters yeah. and late in that it game does. you knew it was it was hanging in the balance it, it,
6: you could see it and it was going to get trend that way all the way down and as they were calling timeouts with as the clock was dwindling I mean you know Providence was giving themselves and Providence did the smart thing Especially if you were betting for, if you were betting on them and the points, they were taking the two points. They weren't launching three pointers, even though happy. they were down six. Yes, I, you're like, yes, go to the rim, good, nice job, way <laughs> to so go, right. yeah.
5: You're so right. It was, it was, uh, it was an interesting cover. Seventeen points in the first half. It, it, it was. Ugly. I felt bad for. That was them. ugly. I felt bad for them just because they had been so disrespected, but they showed a lot of metal in that second half.
6: They really did. They really did. I mean, and their best player, Nate Watson, didn't really play his best on that night. You know, which really hurt. Them, I mean, he was four of eleven from the floor, you know, and and I think that really affected him. He got into foul trouble. Look, they they used up. They had twenty one fouls in the game, which certainly affects you, especially going against McCormick and and some of the big guys that they had to deal with.
5: The redemption of the ACC continued late into the night with Miami oh. making their first elite eight yeah. appearance. And they've got a great coach that nobody knows. And Jim Larinaga, who, as we said, 06 took George Mason, who yeah, Mason to the final four. And he's knocking on the door with this Miami team. It's a fun team to watch. Iowa State just so bad in the half court. He shot 32% from the field. Miami against a tremendous defense shot 46% from the field. McGusty was all. Awesome, 27 points. Unbelievable. He was tremendous in the game.
6: He was the difference in the game. I mean, look, they had to make it a transition game. They had to make it a space game. And the, the whole idea of Iowa State, we talked about it on the show yesterday, how they weren't even the best. They were the seventh best defense in the Big 12. Their offense wasn't great. I mean, they shoot four for 22 from the three-point line in the game. You know, they're, they're 21 for 46 inside there. And they couldn't really stop. My, my, when Miami went for a two-point game, Miami was 17 for 30 in a two-point game. You know, and, and give McGusty credit. He's 6 of 11. He was sensational. He took the game over. He was able to rebound. You know, he did turn the ball over four times. They only, you know, they were only uh, turned the ball over 14. That that was the key to me is they didn't let the pressure of Iowa State disrupt them. And and Wadenberg made some great shots. I mean, they really are. I love the, the Miami story. You know, I'm friends with a couple of the coaches down there. And, and I wasn't sure they were even going to get in, Patrick. I know they had a good record. No, the, 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 I know they bubble, beat, bubble. you know, I I wasn't sure they were going to get in and he they kept telling me we're gonna get in we're gonna get in and wow what a what a serendipitous uh, moment for them
5: you know what I loved about Miami it's almost like they read the headlines about Iowa State and how they play yeah. so physical because Miami was jumping passing lanes challenging shots were just as physical I kind of like to see that it's a it's a fun team to watch I'm pulling for this miami team
6: i I really am and he and he's a great coach and he gets his team prepared and they'll have trouble with Kansas but if they can make Kansas playing a half court set you know if they can stop Kansas transitions right. offense right. I think they'll have a hell of a chance I know I have Kansas in my pool but I, there's moments where I see Kansas as being really good but there's something about Kansas that just makes me feel like they're going to blow this they're just not going to get there and if they get there they're just not going to have enough and especially when Abaji doesn't play like he's been playing I mean he's got to play at a higher level than he's playing right now if they're going to beat Miami
5: no, I think you know that Kempom's got Miami 35th in the nation yeah. on his ratings. And, and, but what I like about Miami is they can do it both ways. Like you said, they're going to want to slow down Kansas. But Miami can get you in the half court. They can get you in transition. They've got a multitude of scores. And like I said, I just like the way they defended yesterday. It's it's an offen- uh, Iowa State team that was first off. They were, fin- were picked to finish dead last in the Big 12. So kudos to them getting to the Sweet 16. Um, but I thought they out. I was stated i, I was State if that yeah. makes sense, you know what I mean
6: no, they did they did and and the one thing they always did a great job of this year when you watch Miami play they protected the ball they they were number one in the ACC in, in turnovers they didn't turn the ball over they only averaged fourteen turnovers a game, you know, so they were really good at protecting the ball and they were really good at shooting they i mean they were a fifty five point seventy field goal percentage team, and yeah. they shot thirty seven percent from the three point line. I mean, so they're really, really good in that area. I mean, look, their numbers don't lie. And, you know, they've played some good teams. And now we know, right? They've played some really good teams. I mean, they, they lost that Duke game we talked about. That Duke game was a lot closer than you think. I mean, they beat North Carolina. I mean, they beat North Carolina. And so it isn't like they haven't played good teams. And they dominated Auburn. Let's face it. They just dominated Auburn. And now they get a chance to play the number one seed.
5: The ACC generally gets about eight teams in the tournament, just five representing the ACC this year. You know, the Florida State down year, Syracuse down year, Louisville down year, who else? Virginia, certainly a down year.
6: Pitt. Pitt a big down year. I yeah. mean, Pitt's usually way better than this, but they weren't. But I do think that this, the, the, the Dukes, the North, they got better. I mean, that's how you measure a true coach. Does your team get better through the season? And I think that you could see that Miami's team did get better. You know, they they, they had a really good, they lost Alabama early in the season and then they went on a, a large win streak. They beat Duke, you know, in, in Cameron and they beat them in a, in a great game. And then they kind of moved through the A C C and played well. I mean they they've improved their defense. There's no denying that.
5: And everybody knows it. Miami's a basketball school. Yeah. They ain't a football <laughs> school.
6: <laughs> not, not not anymore. Not what they're paying those coaches down there in Miami. I mean Miami has sent a message to college football that they are serious about oh, about they're winning. They're spending cash man. They're spending some
5: serious coin down there. You want to take a shot Miami Kansas number?
6: I'm going to say Kansas a four point favorite
5: Six, but but to, to your point, a couple of shops opened Kansas six and a half and it immediately got bet down to six. We've got it listed six and a half, but I got most books sitting six right now. So Miami love immediately when the number drops. So I Mm. I think I think the true number is closer to four, four and a half. So I think you're on to something there.
6: I'm I'm going to I'm going to jump on that six and a half. I think that's a good. I mean, Miami, look, Miami will play them. Miami is not a team. I mean, this McGusty kid is is as talented as any. And he's playing as well as anybody in the tournament right now.
5: Six year senior. Good for him. Yep. And, you know, sometimes you just look at it. Like yesterday, you and I both felt like the wrong team was favored in that North Carolina UCLA matchup. Yeah. I, I immediately six and a half jumped out is too heavy.
6: Me too. I think so. Unlike most times in football, where when you immediately go that way, you kind of analyze it. But to me, I think in basketball, what you've seen last does matter. I mean, that's it certainly mattered with St. Peter's.
5: There's no question. You think we got good matchups today? Houston, Villanova, oh boy. Arkansas, Duke. Oh, boy. Hey, fuel up the must bus, man. The must bus is going to be ready.
6: Oh, I already talked to them. They're ready. They're ready to go. We'll see how it goes. It'll be a, it'll be a long one. I'm, I'm looking for the Villanova-Houston game, I think, is going to be come back. Let's come back and cap that. Can't Let's wait. come back
5: and cap that next here at Lombardi Line.
2: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again here's Patrick
5: Maher. All right it's early it's breakfast time you know who's got you covered Wendy's the official breakfast of March Madness every day choose from Wendy's stack starting lineup like the breakfast Baconator that's Michael Lombardi's favorite I go with that croissant combo I get the cold coffee you can get hot or cold and like any great team Wendy's is bringing back the breakfast legends oven baked sizzling bacon fresh cracked eggs. Perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes and some OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-through and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely, choose Wendy's. That gets me hungry, man. Do you go mm-hmm. orange juice with your breakfast, Are you a big orange juice guy? I love orange juice. Love
6: orange juice. Big orange juice guy. When I'm sick too, you know, I gotta have some. You gotta vitamin get that C vitamin in C, you. C, bro. Yeah, I mean, like on. I gotta get it. Gotta get it in you, you know. So. <laughs> No doubt, you know, no doubt. But, I mean, you you
5: read that thing, and, I mean, I gained five pounds while you read that. (laughs) It's not possible. Uh, That's so funny. Yesterday, I was not. Pleased yesterday when all I did what? was joke and say I don't think your nickname growing up was cheetah. We were talking about Tyreek Hill, yeah. and you called yourself an elephant. This negative self-talk <laughs> has got to stop.
6: We can't it's have true it. though. I mean, you know, I, I, well, the speed <laughs> was not a, was part of it. You know, it's funny. I, I was writing this book, and and you know, this book I'm writing, I'm writing up the top 100 players in in the football. That's the end of the book, and every player ha- has you know some kind of characterization of it. And I got onto Randy White, and, I, and as a Washington fan. I love I love Washi- watching the, the Washington football team play. And which naturally made me a Dallas hater, but I could never hate Randy White because that was the one player I always wanted to be. Like I wanted to be able, but then when I watched him run, I'm like, I could never be that fast. Like he was <laughs> so fast and so powerful in that four-point stance. He's played off the ball in that flex in that flex defense. He was just unbelievable. But it, it's been fun reminiscing about some of these players that you watched as a as a as a young man, and then as you grow up as an evaluator, you kind of reflect back on them and how talented they were. Really were.
5: And you know what the best tool in the world is? YouTube. YouTube yeah, is oh, so lit, a, man. I can't. It's YouTube University. Anything you want. What do you need? I got YouTube. I mean, it. it's YouTube.
6: A, I mean for, to me, if you, I, I would have been a hell of a student at Hofstra with YouTube, I could I could have actually done some things. You know, I actually would have done some work. Would have been nice too. That would have been probably good. But it's really kind of fun to be able to go back and and watch some of the old clips. I mean, I, I, the other day I was watching the '72 Super Bowl in its entirety of the Washington football team versus the Miami Dolphins. It was so much fun to watch it and to see the formations, understand how people cuz I was I was studying Larry Little as one of the best players and watching how they called the game. It was so much fun to see it. And you, where else would you be able to do it? You know, I don't have to travel to Canton to the Hall of Fame to do anything. I can do it right from my right from my chair in Ocean City.
5: Are you ever going to get used to calling them the commanders? I'm going to be in that no, casket I don't think by so. the time I get ready.
6: I, 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 you know, what made me so happy was – and. It made me so happy. I love those yellow pants on Washington, and I love the helmet. I love the uniform. I thought that uniform was classic. I really did, and uh, you know, to see that uniform be a bygone, and certainly, you know, b- because of the connotations that the the mascot name made, uh, understandable. But you know, to me, I think there should have been more of a of a uh, of an effort to bring back that because that past that history of that franchise during that era when you take away the Preston Marshall, which he should be thrown out of the Hall of Fame, but we'll get to that in another moment. But the reality of it is is that it, when, when he sells the team is when their history really should be remembered.
5: South Regional, Michael, San Antonio, bring your hard hat. Possessions will be at a premium defense yeah. front and center. Houston Villanova. you don't think for some reason people don't think defense when you think Villanova but they're tremendous defensively let's get into this San Antonio about a three and a half hour drive from Houston Houston open 2 they're getting bet I'll give you the splits here in a second but it's two and a half everywhere Villanova third elite eight appearance in the past six tournaments of course won the whole thing in 16 and 18 the question I have coming into this one I love Houston in the matchup I'm not going to front but the question I have Gillespie banged his knee late in the game this last and he wasn't great as you notice he's been nagging injuries but he banged his knee and I think that's something to watch out for for in-game betters early on I I
6: really do and I've searched the, you know all the before we started the show I really was trying to find out where he was you know when I watched him on the bench at the end of that game I did not think he was really healthy I, I thought it was a real issue for him and I thought because of the limitations in terms of the rest it was going to be hard for him to bounce right back. And going against a really good Houston team that will get up inside you, that was the 10th best uh, efficiency, defensive efficiency team in the country – You know, to me, I think Gillespie's got to be at 100%, 100%, or else this is going to be a real challenge for him. And, look, these kind of brawler games, I think Villanova can play it too. I I think Villanova's execution, their ability to play defense, I I don't think the style is going to bother them. They're not a half-court team that needs to run. uh, But I do think that that they're going to need their best player to shoot his
5: best if they're going to win this game. And you can generally count on Calvin Sampson – coaching circles around the other guy. It's not the case with Jay Wright. So nope. it's a great matchup with the coaches. How about this? You know, when they beat Arizona, and Arizona's so loaded. They never trailed in the game. They beat them 72-60. They held them 25 points below their average on the season. They, Arizona shot 32%, 33%, somewhere around there from the field. I mean, it's a great defense, and they get just a multitude of guys scoring as well. And, and, and they beat Arizona with Fabian White and more. You know, a combined seven points. Those are two starters. This Houston team is dangerous. You know, Thomas Gable, who's going to join us, talked about him all year.
6: No doubt. And and I think both these teams have senior leadership. They have they have veteran leadership. They have guards that that have been around the block a little bit, and they have been able to to use that to their advantage. And let's face it, Houston and Villanova, as you look at their as their landscape in this tournament, I mean, you know, the Delaware game, Delaware started out with a lead. Villanova took it over Ohio State. They closed them out at the end. Same thing with Michigan. I mean, I would say in, in, in this game, both these teams wouldn't say they've had a walk in the park to get to here, but they've been able to really exert themselves and be and see that they were the best team. They were not you didn't see them as, as kind of an underdog taking it over. I, I think these were two really good teams who didn't you know, I, I felt like Villanova when they beat Michigan probably played their B game. I, I think didn't think they rare. shot the ball well. You know, whereas tonight they're going to have to play their A game if they're going to beat a really good Houston team.
5: Great point on the experience. Houston's going to start, what, four seniors? And Gillespie and Samuels were freshmen in 18 when they cut down the nets. Now they're obviously vets. So it's a tremendous game. I, I love this matchup. Uh, two and a half right now with Houston. You got to lean? No, I, I mean,
6: I'm going to lean towards Villanova. Uh, I I just do because obviously I I think that they are... I think they're kind of a secret. Nobody's given them a lot of love, and I think that they can play better. And this is assuming Gillespie can play to his level. But this is a game that I think the length of this game is going to be similar to both teams, right? No team's going to have a distinctive length advantage. Mm-mm. And so I think that certainly favors the team that can execute the best. And like, like you just said, I don't see Samson. He co- coaches so many guys. I don't think he's going to outcoach Jay Wright. This is going to be a downhill at the end of the game, I think the under at 128, that's telling us the score is going to be 68-64, right? 68-66 if you go under. You know, Villanova played – they, they can play ugly and win too.
5: Houston, the under is now 4-1 in Houston's last five NCAA tournament games as a favorite. They are a favorite. And the under is 9-3, the last 12 on a neutral for Houston. It, it's, it is a – it's a hell of a matchup, man. And It really is.
6: And you know, Patrick. What, the other thing is, with Houston so good at forcing turnovers, right? They they force almost 22 turnovers a game, and and this is where veteran guard play, veteran teams, veteran leadership, they don't make those mistakes. You know, they don't they don't have those problems. And I think both teams won't be able to feast on the other's inexperience.
5: And both teams, just with the guard play, can throw. I mean. Really throw good. Four, four guards at a time, and they bo- both go so deep uh, at the guard position. So, there it is, Houston, Villanova. I tend to agree with you on that total as well. Let me give it to you. 129 open. It's down to 128. No surprise, the market's on the under in this matchup. But I think you put it well. It's – I don't know. And, again, maybe because it's not a football school, and it's just not a school that nationally people think about. But the res- – Villanova, I mean, they've won two championships in the last five years. It's incredible. I mean, the guy's a great coach, and he, and he knows who he is. You know, and plus,
6: here's the other fact they're the best free throw shooting team in the country. There you go. I mean, you know, that, there you go. Th- th- And that Houston can't something. shoot free throws. <laughs> and, and they don't turn the ball over. They're the 28th best team offensively in the nation and not committing turnovers, and they make their foul shots. Those are two important factors going into tonight. And the third one, they shoot 38.7% from the three-point line, which is 24th best in the country.
5: Are you trying to talk me into villain over here? Because I think he might be doing it. I,
6: I'm, just, I'm just laying it out. I, I'm, I can't wait to see where Thomas Gable, you know, handicaps this game because he's been all over. He has been, he's been like Ken Palm. He has had Houston high, high up there on his power rankings. And, so, and he hasn't deterred it. You know, the losing to Memphis twice didn't stop him.
5: 327th in the nation for Houston shooting free throws. That's, that's their one bugaboo. That's not good. Hey, by the that's way, not good. BetMGM reporting 55% of the bets on Houston, 62% of the handles. So the, the tickets and the money on Houston, which probably bodes well for Michael Lombardi's Villanova team there. How far are you away yeah, from Villanova?
6: Uh, We're probably an hour. and When I went to high school, I went to Valley Forge Military Academy, which borders right to Villanova. So it's about an hour and a half from here. Beautiful, beautiful campus, Patrick. Beautiful out in the main line of Philadelphia. Wonderful place. Their football program is actually pretty good. They've come back. They dropped it and they brought it back. Howie
5: Long. Your boy. Hey, Mm -hmm. speaking of your boy, Chick Jack's next, Carl Johnson. Oh, I can't wait. Oh.
2: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
5: Okay, you can download the BetMGM app, place a $10 Moneyline wager on any college tournament game. If any team hits a three-pointer during the tournament, you're going to win $200 paid for in free bets. It's simple. Just use the code MM200, Mary Mary 200 when you register. Plus, you're going to earn those BetMGM reward points, the loyalty program, which is awesome. You see it right there in front of you. Visit BetMGM.com. For terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older to wager. It's a new customer offer. Got to be 21 years or older, as I mentioned. And if you do have a gambling problem, it's 1 800 Gambler. Old boy, Jick Jack Johnson. Carl Johnson, Biloxi, Mississippi. Wait to see this. This is too good. I'm told I got a surprise coming because I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. Well, now we got to pull his camera back a little bit because I think behind him is he's sitting in the Oval Office, have... right? Is that he where is we are? In the there Oval it office. is. Yeah. There, hey, hail to the chief! What's cracking, Carl? Is that a playground <laughs> in the, the window there too? What's
7: going de- on? Yeah, we, we're going to do oh. some executive orders today, baby.
6: I love it. I love it. I love it. Is that the playground in the backfield? I get Dominic to go back there and jump around. Him and Mikey and Leo and everybody, the whole crew. Wow! Look got at it, it. <laughs> nice, Carl.
5: What'd you, what you, Carl? What's the setup, man? You got a go. now. I missed the copy slash printer, but I do like the look. What's you got a green screen going? What's happening?
7: Yeah, uh, you know, I got hooked up, and I, I had one of my followers, you know, this uh, a, a comedian friend of ours, Brian uh, Bodon, <laughs> uh Wicked Funny Podcast. He sent me over a, a few backdrops, and man, I'm I'm loving it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> We're loving it too. Uh Carl Carl how how's the tournament going down like as far as handle is, is there a lot of interest on it at the Beau Rivage as far as tournament betting.
7: Yeah you know uh, so the first four days of the tournament we had a really good week. Uh, we just got our digital numbers in. Uh, so yeah it was really good. It was better than last year and uh, you know yesterday was. Uh, you know, with it being Thursday, the people don't travel as well on Thursdays. But uh, we still had a good handle. Uh, they beat us a little bit last night, but uh, yeah, overall it's been really good and uh, 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 much better than last year.
6: And what what did what hurt you last night, Carl? What was the game that got you?
7: Yeah, uh, Saint Pete, baby. I mean, uh, peacocks. The, the, you know, the, yeah, the peacocks. You know, on Peacock Day of all things, too. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. You know, they uh, they love the Peacocks. And, look, that was – man, that was a gift. I mean, you're not going to get too many opportunities. You, you could take that team last night at plus 12-and-a-half. You know, when I seen that number come out, there was no way I didn't think Purdue was going to cover 12-and-a-half. And I actually liked the money line on them also. So we were bet both ways, and that's the game that got us. Ouch.
5: Yeah, wow. that one at 6-1 to one on St. Peter's yesterday. The, the miraculous run continues. Michael and I were just discussing Houston and Villanova. I can't wait for Houston and Villanova here, Carl Johnson. What do you got? Where would you open? Where are you sitting with the number?
7: Yeah, so we actually opened 2 one We're at 2 one right now. I mean, this is going to be a good game. You know, Houston, uh, you know, they play 8 deep. They rotate the nice spot, looks like. Um, You know, they're 15th in rebounds in the country. They're ranked number one defensively in field goal percentage, giving up uh, 37.2 a game. Uh, They're top 20 in both offensive and defensive rebounds. Uh, You know, they only give up 29. I think they're ranked 19th in the country on the three-point line. They only give up 29% there. Um, You know, Villanova, uh, look, the thing about Villanova, as far as I'm concerned, is... Uh, if you watch their games, I mean Jay Wright, he wins the last five minutes of his games. Uh, you yep. know, they both both of these teams are extremely well coached. Um, I don't know if Villanova can match up to Houston's size advantage, uh, but you know they just Villanova just does so many good things inside of five minutes. I mean they, you know they knock all their free throws down. I think they're number one in the country in free uh, free throw percentage. Uh, so they're well coached. You know, one of the things that I think of is in a game like this, if you can get Villanova close. Now, I'm going to give you an in-game thought process. If Villanova can stay close, if this game is within three or four points going into the last five minutes, you might want to look at a little in-game wager money line Villanova, uh, just because of the way they play in the last five minutes. You might be able to get them plus a dollar thirty, plus a dollar forty.
6: Good call, Carl. Good call. I mean, and, and plus when you add that, that Houston can't shoot free throws or they're not a very good, they're going to have to have the best free throw shooting day ever if they are. I, I think that's a smart play, that in-game play. I think you get an understanding of the game as it goes along. But I, the one thing about these two teams, I do think that Villanova can play any style they want to play and they'll have an answer for it. We saw it against Ohio State when it was a grind game. They were able to match that.
7: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, uh... You know the, the the thing that I like about Houston is, uh, you know, they 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 play a lot like Arkansas as far as I'm concerned. You know, they're gonna they're gonna get right up in their face uh, at Villanova and they're gonna try to punch them in the mouth. So, uh, you know, it, it it's gonna be interesting. Uh, and I think the game's decided last five minutes here.
5: You remember 40 minutes of hell, Nolan Richardson, Corliss Williamson. Those those were the days, Carl. Speaking of Arkansas, Arkansas, Duke. Where'd you open? Where you sitting?
7: Yeah, so uh, uh, we're right there where we opened. We're at three and a half, 147 and a half. Um, You know, good game right here. Um, you know, Coach K, the muscle man. Uh, uh, I, I mean, you know, JT, Notte, uh knocking down 18 and a half a game. Williams, uh, nine, 9.8 rebounds a game. Uh, you know, can Arkansas, you know, statistically, Arkansas doesn't do anything outstanding, but they're good at everything. Uh, you, know, they, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they can match up with the size advantage for Duke. Uh, I mean, Duke is a much bigger team. Uh, you know, and, and look, uh, one of the things when I was researching a little bit about this game, you know, out of Duke's 37 games this year, only seven times have they been held less than 70 points. Uh, and they lost three of those. And that was against Virginia Tech, Virginia, and Ohio State. Um, so, um, you know, that's, that's going to be one of the keys for Arkansas to see if they can't defensively stop these big guys down low. Uh, and, and the thing that I like about Arkansas is that they're not afraid of anybody. They're going to get right there and they're going to punch you in the mouth and they're just going to go at it. You know, them country boys, you know how them country boys are.
6: Yeah, I think there's no doubt. I think you called it right there. I think that's Arkansas's game plan to make this a little bit of a, of a, of a, uh, in the middle of the ring, pound it. You know, get them on the ropes. Don't let it become a, a, an athletic contest out in space, and make it a defensive game. And you know, like like they did, like Virginia did earlier in the year back in back in February. Now they came back and beat Virginia on their own court. But I thought Virginia Tech did that in the championship game as they went down. I certainly, North Carolina could play a pace with them, but Arkansas is not going to be able to beat them if the game gets into the 90s or 80s. Arkansas needs this game in the 70s. That's how they've got to win it. And I think that's what Michigan State was. Trying trying to do, and I think that'll be the game plan that Musselman tries to simulate, the Michigan State game plan, but keep that score, but but win the last five minutes
5: of the game, Michigan State didn't. I think that's well put. How about the, let's t- talk about the Elite Eight tomorrow, St. Peter's, North Carolina, of course, and Miami and Kansas. Where are you sitting with the numbers there, Carl?
7: Yeah, so right now, uh, North Carolina, we're at uh, seven and a half, 136 and a half uh you know hey what a story st pete you know and that that's another thing so my first executive order in the white house would be to get (laughs) my boy bill berman you know uh make him czar and see why in the world you guys in new jersey can't bet your teams i mean this is ridiculous you know the the people want to bet st peter's uh, yeah
6: That's why we can't have a Super Bowl, Carl. It went up for the ballot. It was on the ballot in New Jersey this past November. And it just, I don't think people understand it. And it was never really explained. Thomas Gable spent some time trying to explain it to our audience. But I don't think they really understood it. And I think ultimately, you know, I, we are actually closer here in Ocean City to Villanova than I am to to, uh, to St. Peter's. But I can bet Villanova, and I can't bet St. Peter's. makes no sense at all, right? We're closer it, to LaSalle. We're closer to all these other schools, and yet we can't bet them. And it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, Seton Hall is further away than any Big Five school from South Jersey, but it doesn't make any sense, and I think that's the issue.
7: Yeah. it. I mean, it really, you know, they're, they're not stopping anything. You know, this is a – you know, I, I would put the Calipari law in effect. One and done, baby. These lawmakers, <laughs> one and done. You do four years, you're out. Hey,
5: it's better than That's when I day. was growing up. I, I had to meet my bookie behind a McDonald's in Warren, Michigan. So we've we've come yeah. a long way since those days. Carl, got a minute before we go. What's on the menu today, homie?
7: You know what? Uh, yeah, I was listening to you. You know, you talk about Wendy's. Uh, I had a baconator yesterday. Of course he did. Uh, but you know what? I, I I woke up this morning. I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle a a nice big Reuben this afternoon.
6: Oh man, God, I love it. He's versatile. I tell you, there is no ethnic
5: group he won't hit. No. He'll hit all their food groups. He, he's That's the United Nations grub, man. He's the United exactly. Nations Exactly. That's what you got to
6: love about Carl.
5: Carl Johnson, the legend. He woke up feeling sexy and hungry for a Reuben today. We
6: shall play that music, Carl. We'll play
5: the White House theme. Hail to the Chief. Thank you, Carl. Beau Rivage down in Biloxi. Stop by, say hi. Bye, Carl. Appreciate you.
7: You guys Thanks, have Carl. a good one. We'll see you later.
5: Okay, Michael, we come back. Arkansas Duke next here at Lombardi Line.